Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the LTI podcast, where we talk about research for laser therapy providers. That's what we're going to be doing today. This is a massive episode. Uh, it probably won't take us that long to get through it, so so hold on. Don't <laughs> don't bail on me yet. Don't bail. Um, but I think it'll actually be super, super useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get started, I want to tell you who we are. This is Christy. She's one of our certified laser techs, and she's also the head honcho for developing the online course materials that we offer to clinicians who are training in laser therapy. If you are a clinician, a healthcare provider, and you want to know how to use laser therapy for your patients, we've got everything you need. We've got tons of free tools on the website. You can sign up for training. You can sign mm-hmm. up for online courses. Um, we can we can help support you the whole way. Yes. So, yes. happy to do that. Check us out, lasertherapyinstitute.org. And my name is Jason Roundtree. I am a chiropractor and certified medical laser safety officer and the founder of LTI. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do some of our training, you'll have to suffer through the sound of my voice <laughs> a little bit. But uh, we try and make that as painless. Well, Christy tries to make that as painless as possible. Really, really engaging course content. So highly encourage you to check us out if you've got any questions about training and using laser for your patients. So one of the steps mm-hmm. in using light therapy for patients is to figure out which light therapy device you're going to get. Right. It's a really important step. It really is because there could be a number out there, but they're not all as effective as others. That's right. So. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you, if you're going to spend your money, mm-hmm. um, you want to spend it on something that's going to do you good. You don't want to spend it right. on something that you hope is good or, you know, built on hype mm-hmm. or overpromising sales guys or you know publications that look good but don't have a lot of meat behind them well that's why we provide the research for one is to help guide that and then your patients are just going to be that much better off right yeah we want to see patients get better mm-hmm. with laser therapy we want we want our clinicians that we've trained to be successful with that mm-hmm. um, and so that's the motivation for talking about this I don't have I don't have a brand I'm telling you to buy today mm-hmm. I don't have a particular unit I'm going to tell you to buy today no. if you want to know about specific units shoot us an email right info at lasertherapyinstitute.org mm-hmm. we'll be happy to talk but this is just to give you hopefully some additional insight into wavelengths right so wavelengths are going to be a key component really the number one thing that i believe you should be looking at when Mm -hmm. it comes to choosing a laser for your clinic or Mm -hmm. a a light therapy device Um, so let's quick review on what a wavelength is it's basically the color of the light right right? Mm -hmm. green is a different wavelength from red those Mm -hmm. are different wavelengths they're on Mm -hmm. different parts of the em spectrum so as we talk about some other non-visible light, like UV rays mm-hmm. or infrared mm-hmm. rays, those are still in the in the category of electromagnetic radiation, not ionizing radiation in the case of infrared, you know, mm-hmm. not dangerous, right? but different right. colors. Mm-hmm. And even though the human eye can't pick this up, that's probably the easiest way to really think about it is, you know, different bands of infrared and visible light are all different colors. Right. Well, you can look at look up light spectrum and see all the different colors and see where we're even find where we're talking about within these wavelengths that we're going to talk about. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just um, and we've shown that picture Many before times. too. Yeah, but just mm -hmm. Google electromagnetic spectrum. You'll, mm -hmm. you'll see it. You know, you've got um, uh, gamma rays and UV rays on one end, and then on the far other end, you've got um, you know, radio waves. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And so you've got this big, this wide spectrum. And humans can only see a very just tiny, a little small speck. <laughs> yeah, tiny bit of mm -hmm. that spectrum. But there's a lot more color out there. Uh, if you will, colors, uh, that we just cannot detect. Mm -hmm. um, and so think about these different wavelengths as different colors. And as different colors, they behave differently, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, we know that light travels through different mediums in right. different manners. Mm -hmm. So through a vacuum, light just travels, right? Mm -hmm. For I mean, that's why we can see starlight. Through water... It gets refracted and yeah, bent. And yeah. Just it's like, wait, it goes this way, but it's over here. Hey, you have so. scattering. You have, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and that's why the ocean looks blue, right? Because mm -hmm. of the wavelengths that it will and will not transmit. And so different colors behave differently, mm -hmm. right? Um, so realize that light interacts differently with tissues based on the color it is and also on the tissues it may be encountering. So right. when we're talking about laser therapy, we're talking about putting light and photons into the tissues. So we need to know how they're gonna behave. Mm -hmm. We've done previous episodes to go into like excruciating detail on how those wavelengths behave in the tissues, right, Christy? Right, yeah. you can search all of our podcasts and find all the information you want. Yeah, so. yeah. Or yeah. email us, you know. Or email us, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll connect we'll, you with we'll the right episodes. We've got over 100 mm -hmm. episodes now mm -hmm. to sort through, so. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't want to spend a lot of time today talking about how each wavelength travels through or absorbs in tissues differently. I just want to talk about what happens once the light is absorbed. Okay. Okay. So, um, and absorption is key. You have to right. have light absorbed to have it be an effect. Otherwise, it's mm -hmm. just passing through or going next to, you know, the tissues rather than having an action. Mm -hmm. We know that light does interact with tissues, mm -hmm. Right. I mean, if you if you walk outside on a sunny day, you're going to feel warm. Warmth. Yep, exactly. And which your means skin might turn a color of red. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. And you know, you got broad spectrum mm -hmm. light in that case. You've got some infrared. You've got visible light. You've got UV. UV. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, light down on that end of the spectrum, on the UV end. Uh, can be dangerous. It's mm -hmm. ionizing radi radiation, which means it causes damage to the DNA. Mm -hmm. Once you're up into visible light, that's that's not the case. Mm -hmm. So visible light on up through infrared, you're not talking about ionizing radiation. Yeah. So no DNA damage. But if we know we go outside and we get sunlight on our skin, what does what do our tissues do? They get warmer, yes, but they also manufacture vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So. We know that that's a process by which the the skin is receiving these little energy packets and then is able to transfer that visible energy mm -hmm. um, or, or invisible energy into vitamin D. You know, in this case, invisible UV rays mm -hmm. get transmitted into vitamin D. So we know that light packets, photons, can have an effect on the tissues, right? right? Um, but it is dependent on the color of the light and the color of the tissues, right? Mm -hmm. You'll absorb more light if you walk outside with a dark t-shirt on. Right. Right? Right. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes a big difference. But you f reflect more of that if you're in light colors. Exactly, yep, so you don't absorb as much. And we already said light has to be absorbed in the cell if it's going to have an effect. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. you think about different parts of the cell as being different colors of T-shirts, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So um, the in the mitochondria, there are actually five mitochondrial complexes in the electron transport chain, and each one of those is a little bit different color t-shirt which means it absorbs light in a different way that's a good way to put it that makes sense actually it does yeah mm -hmm. we'll have to do some kind of cartoon with that yes. you know dress dress all the little <laughs> electron chain components up in different color t-shirts but that means that they behave differently depending mm -hmm. on what light they might be exposed to mm -hmm. and, and that's the case for many many components in the cell they're they're all different colors they all absorb light in different ways uh different kinds of light mm -hmm. so we therefore have wavelength dependent cellular effects right that's what i want to really try and get into today is what are those cellular effects based on the wavelength that we're talking about okay right um so we'll, we'll see what you think understand that there's about 170 uh different studies that have gone into what i'm going to present to you today if you want the list i, I will send it to you <laughs> i was going to say there's a test after this <laughs> No, yeah. no, no, thankfully not. We'll send, the, um, we'll send it. We, we, we can definitely send the links. I, I will tell you, it's taken me months and months and months to collect this data. I don't know, maybe even years. Um, but essentially, I'm, I'm going to the research and I'm just pulling out what we know happens in the cells and the tissues, aggregating that data, and then seeing where uh, wavelength dependent, you know, where these wavelength dependent effects are strongest. So, thanks for doing all this work. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that really interests me, but mm -hmm. I know it has value to other people. Oh, definitely. If definitely. you're looking for a laser therapy device, you want mm -hmm. to know that the wavelength you're buying is going to be the most effective for right. what you want to do. Right. Um, so right. that's what we're shooting for that's here. That's what we do. So um, the focus on with what we're going to talk about is very cellular and tissue dependent, meaning that we're not really worried about. Um, the, the, the power level mm -hmm. um, or the frequency at which the light is flashed or any of the other parameters from really just looking at what happens in those cells once the light does get there, right? Mm -hmm. Just in general. Okay. Also, we're going to be talking about these wavelengths as a range or a band, mm -hmm. you know, um, between, say, 630 and 690 nanometers because wavelengths within that range all behave pretty similarly. Yes, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of variation, but generally, if it's in that band, we can count on it to do those actions. Right, right. So, um, do you want to start with the best wavelengths or the worst wavelengths? It's up to you, Christy. Oh my goodness. Let's let's start with the worst and then yes. end on the best. Okay. That way let's it's do that. High on our mind. Okay, good. So, what are the worst wavelengths? For a laser therapy device, that's really the question that I want to try and address here. Well, the number one worst one you could pick would be ultraviolet mm -hmm. because it's ionizing radiation. You're just going to be giving people cancer. And that's not a good thing. No, that's generally <laughs> what we don't want to do. That's now, there is very limited um, use of UV uh, light therapy uh, for certain skin disorders. Mm -hmm. But if we're just talking about delivering light in a way that is helpful to the body. Therapeutic therapeutic mm -hmm. and safe mm -hmm. uv is not it no so anything that's below 400 nanometers is a no-go 
Just write it off. Write it off. UV. If somebody's trying to sell you a UV therapy device, probably probably don't want to trust them. Um, now, of course, you're going to find some UV in things like tanning beds. So I'm not going to say that you should never expose yourself to UV. I'm just what I'm saying is, if you're looking for a therapy device, UV is not it. And so you can't go outside if you want to avoid UV. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so. look at how pale I am. How much do I really get outside? <laughs> I've got a little bit of sun. But, yeah, so I do try and wear know. my sunscreen. Good yeah, so don't, so don't look don't at UV. Use. Nothing below 400. Now, the next worst one is, according to everything that I've been able to compile, is between 400 and 430 nanometers. That's down in the deep, kind of deep blue violet mm -hmm. wavelength zone. There's very little evidence for benefits for this particular wavelength. There's some. There's some benefits, but it's mm -hmm. very minimal. Okay. There's pretty good evidence that this wavelength will impair stem cells, will impair the mitochondria, and actually has uh, mitochondrial inhibition effects, and it can even induce apoptosis or cell damage. Mm. So uh, the mechanisms for that aren't totally clear, but it's a very, very high energy photon. Mm -hmm. uh, each photon at a different wavelength has different energy levels, and these violet wavelengths are, are very, very high energy. Mm. Okay. Um, there's also extremely poor tissue penetration. This does not make it past the first few microns of skin. I mean, right. maybe a millimeter into skin. And that's not very deep at all. It's not. So if you want to affect any deeper tissues, you're probably not going to get that with mm -hmm. this particular wavelength. Now, there is some usefulness, again, with some skin conditions mm -hmm. uh, and with uh, fungal conditions like toenail fungus. There's mm -hmm. some level there because you can actually damage fungal cells using this light at very, very low risk. So it's more surface skin. level. It's very surface level. Mm -hmm. However, if you're going to use a violet wavelength, definitely look at the the parameters. Understand mm -hmm. you need very, very little power in most mm -hmm. cases, and be aware that there's not a lot of evidence for really strong for really good benefits. So, no UV, mm -hmm. probably no violet or 400 to 430. There's just not a lot of evidence saying that it's good or safe. And the next one is going to be between 700 and 780 nanometers, that range right there. Now that is just on the other side of red. Mm -hmm. So it's just barely invisible mm -hmm. to the human eye. Just past red into infrared. And this is a really interesting um, wavelength or band of wavelengths because, and we're gonna talk about it in a minute, but there's great evidence for wavelengths in the red spectrum, you mm -hmm. know, up to about 700 nanometers. And there's amazing evidence for wavelengths from 790 to about 850. We're going to get into that in a minute. But there's this weird zone here between 700 and 780 where there's extremely weak evidence for any level of benefit. Mm -hmm. There's there's a little bit of evidence mm -hmm. out there, but not much. There's also some evidence that it can do this mitochondrial impairment and can even accelerate tumor growth. Again, not not a positive thing. No, not really, <laughs> not really what we want to be doing. So if you're looking at, at laser, you know, laser therapy devices, that's that's a band where you're less likely to get good benefits mm -hmm. and potentially have some evidence of of having some level of, of harm. Mm -hmm. You know, pretty minimal. You got to understand when we're talking about any of this harm, we're talking about you know usually prolonged. temporary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a prolonged, um, very high energy mm -hmm. exposure would be bad, but brief exposure, it's yeah probably fine yeah. but still you want to be doing something beneficial mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so the last zone that i have that i'm going to say is one of the 
bad ones or one of the less desirable wavelengths is going to be between 930 and 950 nanometers. Hmm. That's a pretty narrow band, but in that zone, absorption in fat is actually very high, and for whatever reason, hmm. that that seems to um, really just limit the amount of positive effect it can have. So very very weak. Um, beneficial effects limited to uh, stem cell proliferation which more stem cells is good but that's really about it very very poor evidence for any other benefits and there are some uh, some level of studies that have shown some negative effects as well hmm. for the tissues wow. so so to recap don't get uv mm-hmm. definitely be careful if you're using 400 to 430 you, you want to know a lot about that violet wavelength if you're in the 780 i just i there's so much better wavelengths to do that with and then 930 950 you really can't i think expect a lot out of that particular wavelength band so i know we don't go into specific units but are there many units that have these wavelengths there's actually not okay so right because manufacturers have the same data that i've got right Mm -hmm. They, they can look at this just as well um and, and again, I'm not a researcher. I'm just a clinician who wants to know what I need to be using for my patients. So right. I'm just, I'm just aggregating this data from I don't know, you know, 170 some studies. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the manufacturers are seeing the same thing. That's why you don't have therapy lights out there in UV. That's mm-hmm. why most of the therapies, therapy lasers out there, don't use that 700 to 780. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's very few in that 930 to 950 range. Mm-hmm. They, they just there's not enough benefit that's been shown. There are some studies on those, but um, not that many. Now, there are some therapy lights in that violet range. Um, again, very, very low power ones, which is where it should be, mm-hmm. really. You still shouldn't be having high power violet. Right. Um, makes it more dangerous. Um, but these are pretty uh, minimal. Again, more targeted towards like toenail fungus mm-hmm. and then some skin conditions generally that's mm-hmm. what we're seeing okay so those are the ones that i would say steer clear steer clear of mm-hmm. yep and violet's the only one that i would say you know there's there's interesting things that can go on with that one um but you definitely want to know what you're doing and you want to be well trained before getting into that one because it's just more complex yeah and then the colors just keep going the colors do keep going <laughs> let's talk about the good ones yes so what do you think the number one ranked wavelength is going to be I'm going to say somewhere in the 800. You're exactly range. right. Yes, you're exactly right. 800 is what I'm putting at the top of my list. And I think a lot of researchers would probably put it at the top of the list too. We've got more studies on 800 than just mm-hmm. about uh, anything else. And when I say 800, we're talking between 790 and about 850. Right. There are so many studies out there uh, that we have very, very good data mm-hmm. on what it can do. And there's no information about negative effects. That's amazing. Yeah. Usually you can find one nugget or mm-hmm. two or a few, but to have no negative information. Can't find anything negative on this wavelength band. So if you are listening to this and you know of something, if you <laughs> know of a study know. out there, let me know. Please send it to me. <laughs> I will add it to my weird matrix that I've made mm-hmm. up here um, mm-hmm. with all these studies. But as much looking as I've ever done, I've found no evidence for negative mm-hmm. effects with that 790 to 850 range. The nice thing with this range, too, is it's got the best, the deepest penetration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's going to get in the deepest to those tissues if you want deeper penetration. Right. 
The research has shown excellent mitochondrial effects, cell proliferation effects, improvement to damage and improvement in the damage response, improvements in wound healing, inflammation control, angiogenesis, collagen production, and neural stimulation. All with this wavelength. So if you're if you can only get one, this would be it. That's the one I would say you want to get. We've got the most research behind it. We cannot find anything wrong with it that it has that it does any level of damage at all. And you can treat a lot of different disorders within that. You know, if you can stimulate cell proliferation and neural stimulation, there's your TBI injury. You know, your mm-hmm. TBI treatment right there. Mm-hmm. If you can stimulate angiogenesis and collagen production, that's fantastic for wound healing. That's what the studies show. Excellent for mm-hmm. wound healing. You want to work on pain. This helps with inflammation control. So that's going to be helpful for pain. It, it's a it's a do a lot kind a of a jack wavelength. of all trades wavelength. Yeah, <laughs> does really well, really well. So. so I'm a fan of that one. Yes. The next one, the one I'm going to put in second place, but not far behind 800, is in the visible red 630 to 680. Okay. Okay. Again. We've got so much research on this mm-hmm. particular waving. This one has actually been studied longer than any others. Red really? is where we started with photobiomodulation. Mm-hmm. That's where it was discovered mm-hmm. with hair growth on mice. Mm-hmm. Right? That's an amazing story. Yeah. Should have them look it up. Yeah, look it up. Look up um, uh, the father of photobiomodulation or mm-hmm. fo- father of laser therapy. Yeah. Um, Hungarian surgeon who kind of accidentally discovered. Accidentally. Yeah. Discovered that. Yep. Hair growth. Way back in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's extremely, extremely cool. But that's that's why we have so many uh, studies that have been done on this visible mm-hmm. red and it does have great effects. Mm-hmm. Very good evidence for angiogenesis, wound healing, increasing ATP production, inflammation control, stem cell proliferation, and mitochondrial stimulation as well. Um, there's Pretty minimal penetration. That's the one downside mm-hmm. is that you can't deliver this light in very deep. But you don't always want deep penetration, you know? Right. But you can also use combinations. Ah, don't don't Spoiler steal my thunder. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's exactly where we're going to end up. Um, but yeah, there are, there are many times where you do want to deposit a lot of energy in the surface tissues. You know, those mm-hmm. surface level nerve endings are important. And, you know... Red light doesn't really get past the skin, not mm-hmm. not very well, but it can get deeper than a lot of the other visible mm-hmm. wavelengths. And so it's uh, it's certainly one that is high on my list. Mm-hmm. Yes, just behind 800, that 800 range, but um, still excellent. Now, mm-hmm. there is a little bit of evidence that it can stimulate faster growth of tumors, mainly at very high doses. Mm-hmm. So again, with red, visible red, this is one that you would probably need lower doses of and be very, very happy with. Got to understand, if we're talking about light that can't penetrate deep, it doesn't matter if you turn the volume up. It's not getting any deeper. Right. Right? It's all going to be absorbed to the surface. So the only thing you're going to end up with is potentially some heat, which Mm -hmm. is not the goal Mm -hmm. of this whole thing. So you don't need a lot of power with red, but with your 800, you're penetrating deep. So the more you can push into the tissues, the more you're going to get down to those deeper levels. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that's my top number one and number two. Mm-hmm. Third place. 
1064. I was gonna guess that one. Mm-hmm. That's what I, it's where mm-hmm. I was headed. So. And this is this is less studied mm-hmm. by a lot than the other two wavelengths. However, in the last ten years, there's been a ton of studies coming out on it, and every study that comes out is showing really good benefits. So amazing penetration, almost as much, almost as deep as 800. It does have very good evidence for neural stimulation, for wound healing. It has beneficial hemoglobin and tissue oxygenation effects. It has effects on nitrous oxide and reactive oxygen species, which have to do a lot with speed of healing. Mm -hmm. Also has effects on stem cell proliferation and stimulation of the mitochondrial uh, components as well. So it can do a lot that the 800 can do. Um, so why would you need both? So why, why would, would you, you need both? Why would you mm-hmm. choose one over the other? Or Yeah, no, that's a good question. Really, I think you could probably switch those with each other. You know, you could probably use either one and do well. Mm-hmm. Where it gets a little bit trickier is with your patient population. Mm. So... 800 is absorbed pretty pretty well by melanin, which means in your mm-hmm. darker skin patients, you're not going to get that deep that deep penetration. Right. So you look at 1064, it doesn't absorb in melanin well at all. So in your dark skin patients, it's going to transmit mm-hmm. better. Okay. So if you treat a lot of type 1, type 2 skin type, even type 3 patients, you're going to be great with 800. Mm -hmm. But if the majority of your patients are type 6, type Mm 5, you probably want to look more closely at the 1064 because you're not going to have to fight that surface level absorption. You're going to be able to get your light in deeper with less heat. Right. I was going to say with less warmth there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, again, 800 is really top. Mm -hmm. It's got the strongest evidence. That 660 area, 630 to 680, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. And it gives you that superficial component that you can pair with these deeper deeper penetrating wavelengths. But 1064 Mm -hmm. absolutely should be, I think, on everybody's radar to consider, especially, again, if Mm -hmm. you're dealing with a lot of darker skin patients. Mm -hmm. So So that leaves? That leaves combinations. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we've already alluded to this, but um, there's... Some evidence, some limited evidence that combining wavelengths can work better for certain pathologies. And uh, even then, those wavelengths can individually. Mm. So the there's a couple of interesting things here I wanted to point out. And if you have other thoughts on this, please let us know. Um, or if you want to know more about this, definitely let us know. But combining 905 and 1064... Mm-hmm actually stimulates all five mitochondrial complexes in the electron transport chain. So there's five of these. Most of the time with infrared laser, we're talking about complex four. Okay. If you've heard about mitochondrial, uh, if you remember much about the the electron transport chain, complex four is kind of the rate-limiting step. So it's like it's the funnel. Everything's Mm got to get through number four before it can do well. So speeding up, you know, opening up the funnel at... Complex Mm 4 does a lot for speeding this whole thing up. And we know that several of these wavelengths do that very well at Complex 4. But if you take 1064 and you take 905, you can stimulate that chain from start to finish all the way through Complex 5, which is ATP synthase. And that's what we're 
going after. I, that sounds cases. pretty good to me. I mean, yeah. you might not really need to stimulate all the different components, but it's a really interesting idea mm-hmm. that you could stimulate not just that rate-limiting complex four, yeah. but complex one, complex two, three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can do it with just those two, 905 mm-hmm. and 1064. It's interesting. That is very interesting. We also know that um, 980 provides really good superficial stimulation effects. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we know 660 does as well, mm-hmm. but 980 or 970, somewhere in that range, um, is a nice little window where you can get good stimulation, blood flow to the more superficial tissues. So that's a good one to kind of throw in the mix too. What? I can no, see you're, you're, you're I, processing your I'm, thinking. I'm, I am, uh-huh. but I'm going to hold. Okay. So... The next thing is, I, I don't want to ignore the visible wavelengths here. We didn't really talk about them too much, um, other than violet and red. But 440 blue, mm-hmm. in combination with 660, may just be about the best thing we can come up with for wound healing. Um, with 800 providing a little bit of more depth, because mm-hmm. your 440 and 660 are going to be very superficial. 800 can get in you know, deeper into the wound bed. But 440... And 660 do have some extremely interesting effects that are that show you know bactericidal effects, mm-hmm. as well as speeding up the 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 mitochondrial process, and for wound healing and combining those could be really really impressive. I was wondering where blue light came in because mm-hmm. I've heard you know blue light, um, and it's it's a common thing and I hadn't heard you talk about blue. Yeah, so. uh, the thing is. Blue can have some negative effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, really on the higher dosing side, so you need to be careful. You need to know what's going on with blue before you jump into it. Like you can jump into 800 nanometer light mm-hmm. and you're never going to hurt anybody, you know? If you have a good device, it's got 800, it's not going to have these negative effects. Mm-hmm. Could you potentially have some negative effects with blue or violet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. You could. So you want to make sure that people, um, you know, that practitioners know more about this before you just go oh yeah i just throw blue light at everybody probably not the best idea well you don't want to just throw light at anybody just willy-nilly anyway that is true that's why we we train that's why we do what we do (laughs) right yeah you don't want to just be throwing light out there and hoping that it works you know you want to know that what you're going to do is going to work and it starts with your wavelength selection Mm -hmm. last one i'll mention here is that 535 green may also combined really well with 800 or 1064. Green laser doesn't have a lot of evidence for negative effects. It doesn't have a lot of evidence for positive effects either, but it's mm. it, it's out there. And it may be an interesting one to throw in there. It's probably one we'll see more research on in the near future. Right now, it's a little bit too light on the research for me to really recommend really? it. Mm-hmm. But I think it probably has some interesting effects that you could you know, combine with other lasers. So... So that's that's the rundown. Nice. Very interesting. So wasn't, what's our wasn't surprised about a couple of them but Yeah, right? Hearing hearing the rest and the cons and pros behind it is is very helpful. Well, and I showed you how I came up with all this mm-hmm. info, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not quoting you a, a single study from today. No, it's a list. I'm like Dr. Roundtree said, we will send you the list if you want it. If you want it, you can, you can suffer through it like I have. Um, but let, let's take what his synopsis are. And, yeah, and I, I'm know. just 
basically I'm pulling everything that's wave everything that's wavelength specific in mm-hmm. the databases out there mm-hmm. and then putting it in a chart what it does at that wavelength and then you know collapsing all that data to say what is supported and what is not mm-hmm. um, so uh, you know it's science it's ever developing we're probably mm-hmm. going to learn more about all this stuff if you've got constantly oh yeah constantly if you have some studies in mind that you think would fit into my uh my conglomeration of all these all this data send it to me i'd love to see it yeah um i had uh, had people doing that over the last couple three months actually mm-hmm. sending me studies on you know these wavelength dependent actions in the s- tissues and the cells um you know i realized we didn't really talk on like knee pain back pain neuropathy pain anything like that today but you need to know what's going to be effective for that yes and, and people want to know what are these different wavelengths doing you know there's there's very specific actions there's big differences between them mm-hmm. um and you know ultimately you've got to make sure you've got the right ones or your patient's not going to get better mm-hmm. so for the best overall cellular and tissue effects i i'm going to want 660 and 800 mm-hmm. but i do treat a lot of light-skinned people and not as many dark-skinned people just because of the location where we're at so if I treated more dark-skinned people, I'd want 660 and 1064. Mm-hmm. That'd be my pick. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd combine those two for sure. Like, that'd be my minimum. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I'd be missing something if I only had 660. Right. I feel like I'd be missing something if I only had 800. Right. But you give me a couple of those and, hey, I can work with deep tissues and superficial tissues and I know that they're safe and I know that they're supported by the science. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I get my way, <laughs> I'm going to throw 905 in there too. So we just mm-hmm. kind of complete that full... Uh, electron transport chain stimulation and it's got some really good oxygenation tissue mm-hmm. oxygenation effects mm-hmm. and then if i get my way too i would like to add in you know a 980 for that more superficial stimulation and i'd like to have blue i understand blue light pretty well i'd like to be able to engage that when i want it not in right. every case but in right. some cases and i want to turn down a little bit of green you know mm. a little bit of 535 um again to use in certain cases but uh, so, do I want all the lasers? Yeah, I want. I want everything. You you always want it all. Yeah, like we all do. Yeah, <laughs> but if you're looking for somewhere to start, but six sixty mm-hmm. eight hundred, those are great places to start. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can pick up a combination unit, uh, there's many many laser combination units out there mm-hmm. with multiple wavelengths. Multiple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got one right now that's got uh, six sixty eight hundred. 905, 970, 1064, um, and uh, 445 as well. So well, and the beauty of that is you can use them all in combination, or you can turn some off. You know. Yeah. And that's where you get into the settings and the power and the intensities. And mm-hmm. we're not do- we're not going there today. No. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, you probably don't want to get no. into that. We've no. already done it for you though, so you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it. You can just plug in our settings your laser device and boom you'll get the tissue and cellular effects that you're looking for Mm -hmm. so let us know if you're interested we'll be happy to connect you with uh more information about our training programs if you want these references again as long as you know what you're asking for you can have them (laughs) (laughs) so hopefully hopefully today was helpful if you have questions about a particular laser unit if you have questions about wavelengths if you've got some studies you think i might have missed out on i didn't say quite the right Mm -hmm. thing please let me know i Mm -hmm. love a good debate It's the only way we learn. It's the only way we learn. Just more information. That's right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. 
check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.